eyes I'll see in that Put me down that alley That long lonesome Sally Begins with the lay And ends with the sad
Welcome, welcome to the Common Thread Collective on MutinyRadio.fm here in the Mission District of San Francisco. This is Global Val here. And uh, Diamond Dave, hey, congratulations, Diamond Dave, on your Diamond Dave Day uh, declared in the city of San Francisco was on Tuesday, February 2nd, Groundhog Day. And uh, Groundhog Day, in fact, we got, uh, we got, uh, in fact, I'm sitting here with Kate. Hey, Kate. Hi. And we got sitting, we're about to open up, we got uh, blood flower. But Barbara, before you do, yeah, Kate, you tell, we have, but Kate, I want to say this. I haven't said this for a few weeks, Val. Um, Val, uh, happy uh, uh, Freya's Day. This be Freya's Day. Yeah. As people may or may not know, I learned it through uh, uh, Skinny Legs and All. Uh, by Skinny Legs and All by... Uh, oh, Tom Robbins? Tom Robbins' book, where he mentioned the days of the week. And he said, the days of the week, what are they? Wednesday, they're named after the Norse god and god, Norse gods. Woden. The Nor- Woden is Wednesday. Thor is Thursday, Thor's day. But Friday is Freya's day. Freya's day, the goddess, the mother of them all. So I don't say, thank God it's Friday. I say, thank God it's, it's Freya's day. And uh, they mentioned uh, on that proclamation of the Board of Supervisors, they mentioned that uh, they mentioned that the, the, that February second is now Diamond Dave Day, 
Groundhog Day. And, uh, and uh, Kate, well, uh, well, blood flow is about to open it up. Kate, you gave me an explanation of where Groundhog Day, I knew it went way, way back, but where it came from. Hey. It comes from Bridget's Day, or in bulk, which is the midpoint between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. And it's it all is. about celebrating the return of the light. So now all they know is Groundhog Day, which seemed probably old enough, probably a few hundred days old, going back to colonial days, probably. But in which, so when the groundhog comes out, if, if, if he sees a shadow, he gets scared and runs back in his hole, and we got another few weeks of winter, is that right? That's right. And in fact, we had a couple of weeks of winter, uh, we, but now spring is here, so if he went in, he didn't stay in long, because it's a beautiful day in San Francisco, and Bridget... Who is Bridget? What Bridget goddess? is the, the triple goddess of healing, poetry, and the forge. Well, I don't think that the board of supervisors realized all that. What was their staff who wrote that as, a, as I guess it feels like a uh, collective project? Well, I think, it, I think it was Dan Brady and Richard Sanderell who wrote it and, uh, and maybe helped uh, John Avalos put that together. And other people had some input to it too. Well, we'll read parts of it throughout the day. Well, all the whereases that they're 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 real gems. But they yeah they have st well anyway Kate. Yes. Uh, now uh, Kate, let's begin. Let's begin. Let's take a deep breath, everybody. It's always a good way to start. And say, Blood Flower, give us a musical introduction. Thank you, sir. Thank you.
Beautiful. Beautiful. Way to set the tone, Blood Flower. Thanks for scoring uh, the Common Thread Collective. Thank you. Blood Flower is setting the tone. And I have your Maybe Katie. We can bring that, uh, Kate. I'll bring that microphone hey, back Kate. in for you. Welcome. And. Uh, Go ahead. Hey, Kate. Hi, Dave. Uh, Kate, just before I left home, listening to NPR as I do. I heard uh, on the national news out of Boston, NPR Central, where they said, Flash, the Super Bowl event, Super Bowl City, Super Bowl itself 50, 50 miles away, is the most pleased event in modern American history. Circles of cops, 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 cops. I wondered, what are they afraid of? We're gentle souls, and uh, we not that if we're doing something, we ain't marching. I'm not, I'm not marching, but I will be strolling. I will be sauntering. I will be dancing. And we'll be doing it. So tell us what's happening tomorrow. Well, tomorrow at 1 p.m., we're meeting at Civic Center. And we're going to have a moving block party against displacement to make a statement against the corporate culture that's taking over our city and make a point that... A lot of us are still here despite the great amount of displacement that's gone on. And just to make a point to be together and celebrate in the streets and reclaim the street style block party. Um, and so different neighborhood groups are coming together um, in the SEIU. Is, we're joining them. They're going to do a little skit at the NFL VIP red carpet event. So we're going meeting at Civic Center Plaza to support them, and then we'll move on from there. I think the low riders are going to pick us up and we start us off. Well, um, it was definitely sounds like an idea. It's time, ripe, and this is the time for it to happen on Saturday. Tomorrow, Sunday is, of course, the Super Bowl. All, all eyes will be on these $100 seats, all these billions of dollars, 50 miles from here. But yet they'll be here. And so we're going to have, you said, a movable block party. I can say we're just having a movable feast. Yeah, and, movable feast. And so we're going to be feasting. I know food out bombs. Uh, people, everybody brings what they have to bring. Yeah, nope. bring your art, bring your food, bring your celebratory nature. In no. spite of the face of corporate greed that's taken over our city. And I, I've been thinking, as I've been hearing, I heard uh, your call on KLW, where, uh, they, where they were talking about it. And I'm thinking it's time. They're talking about homelessness, too. They're talking about the 10 cities are wiping them out. Well, as people know, I was, uh, I was in the tent from beginning to end there at Occupy a few years ago. And I think it's time for a reunion, a revival, and a resurrection. I think the people who are now forced into their tents, are in their tent cities, could use a little help. And I think it's time to think about a revival of Occupy. And I think this will be kind of a scouting party for me. And even a scouting party as we go down to the Super Bowl town or city, they, they call it, through these, getting as close as we can, dancing along the way, trying to entertain or entertain and entertain. Is that right? We have, I yeah, have, the BLO, the Brass Liberation Orchestra will be playing with us. Well, of and course. We'll have a sound system. And yeah, I mean, in the face of all of this um, 
ridiculous police presence and um, homeless displacement. I think we really need to come together in the streets and uh, really feel the power of the people in the streets that really has, and there's nothing like it for me, that, that feeling of being in the street with people. It's a lot, a different level of activism than just being on your phone or computer and pressing a button. And particularly when it's not uh, led by some other group from above who has their own agenda, whether they call themselves this or that, various kinds of Marxism, whatever, I don't want to get into all that. But when it's uh, spontaneous from the bottom of people coming together, uh, uh, coming together, I'm definitely for it. And so I guess we'll go around the periphery probably, I'm just my guess, of this, uh, these police lines and then end up in a place which should be safe, where we can have poetry, where we can have music, where we can have spontaneous remarks, and people can, uh, we can do a little where we go from here. Is that right? Yes, exactly. And so um, when and where are people meeting? People are meeting at Civic Center Plaza at 1 p.m. tomorrow. Tomorrow, so Saturday the Saturday the 6th. Saturday the 6th, yeah. Saturday at 1 p.m., Civic Center. All right. Well, though, what, what, Kate, thanks so much for coming in to talk about that that movement, um, that action that's going to be taking place. It definitely is connected, as Diamond Dave knows, it's always things, everything always connects here some, some way, shape, or form. Um, but, that, but this happens to directly connect to um, the, what we're going to talk about uh, next. And, you know, stick around if you can and want to be a part of this. Um, we're going to be, we've got uh, the author of a book called When We Fight, We Win, 21st oh, wow. Century Social Movements and the Activists That Are Transforming Our World. And um, the author's name is Greg Jobin-Leeds, and he's on the phone, so we're going to welcome him. And we'll also uh, have another guest in the studio, uh, Noel Hanrahan wow. uh, from Prison Radio. Um, and we're going we're gonna to start connecting the dots. So, uh, Greg, are you with us? I am. Can you hear me? We can. We can hear you fine, oh, Greg. So Good yeah. to hear you. Hey, Greg, I want to say it's a beautiful book. When we fight, we win. And I just we'll add to it, win. our common thread, this is Common Thread Collective Radio. We say cast that wide net, find that common thread, let life flourish. Don't keep it, don't panic, keep it organic. And I see your book is a beautiful book and uh, of art, of people's remarks, of the various streams coming together. I was involved, we were involved with Occupy from the very beginning. We were just talking about that. We were just talking about a march. I don't know if you heard about it. Well, I ain't marching anymore. I call it a stroll, a saunter, a dance, which is going on. I just heard at NPR that the San Francisco with the, uh, San Francisco with the Super Bowl, Super Bowl is the most pleased, this is the most pleased event in history. So we're going to be dancing into it tomorrow at one o'clock. So when we fight, we win. When we when we love, we win. I just add that. And uh, I'm saying I see the book is about the various streams coming together. When various streams to come together, we have a river. Is that right? Yeah, there's definitely a river of the struggle, and I think that's one of the most amazing things we found as we were researching the book uh, was how the, all the movements are so connected today and how they uh, they intertwine and that you can enter the movement through any one, but, but they all take us to our root causes and uh, we, they're all connected. And some of the some of the movements that we're talking about, these, these six different uh, chapters of the book, um, 
Reclaiming Wholeness, the LGBTQ movement, um, the Grounded in Community, the Fight for the Soul of Public Education, uh, Transforming Visions and Ending Mass Incarceration, which I'm sure we'll be talking uh, to Noelle about here today um, as she's part of Prison Radio. We've also got the Power of Stories, the, the Dreamers and the Immigrants' Rights, um, the, the Struggle for Economic Power, uh, Touching Upon Occupy and other things, and, envir- and, and the Environment. Um, and, and so this is, it's such an interesting book and I'm so glad that, um, Jill, Jill Spiegel, uh, sent this to us from the new press, um, sent us to here at Mutiny Radio so that we could highlight it and talk about it. Um, talk, what, one thing I found interesting, and if you want to tell the listeners out there, um, about how this book came to be and the different collaboration that went into it. Where you are. Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks. Thanks for, uh, for asking. It's a great question. The, I'm actually a co-author. I, uh, of the book. I co-authored it with Ajitarte. Ajitarte is a collective of artists uh, based in uh, Puerto Rico. They're also in Boston. Actually, they started in a working-class community in Massachusetts in Lynn, and they uh, have just are do incredible street theater, puppetry, uh, making gorgeous signs, and they have... Uh, they uh, Jorge Diaz is the artistic director of Ajitarte, and uh, he's the first one who heard the phrase, when we fight, we win, at the anti-eviction campaigns in city li- at the, of City Life in Boston, where, uh, you know, uh, Steve Meachin's an organizer there. Uh, he thought they helped make signs and puppets and uh, really to really bump up the campaigns they were doing. And uh, Steve Meacham says, uh, he's one of the organizers, I was on another radio show with him to earlier today. Uh, Steve says that the... We don't win every fight, but when we fight, we win. We win our humanity. We win uh, the, the we win the we. You know, so it becomes a uh, struggle together. We win our collectiveness, and that is uh, and we learn what we what we can and can't win, and when that helps us uh, build for the next fights. And the, that's exactly, I'm about 78 years old, so I've been in this since the beatnik days, since the 50s, and seen this guy, I've seen the ups and downs that go along, and I had for many years, starting in the 70s, a radio show and community radio called One Struggle, Many Fronts. And in fact, I think this is through experience what you're talking about in the, in the book, is it not? One struggle, many fronts. That doesn't come because you say it. It comes through the experience of living, of learning, of loving, and carrying on. Yeah, the folks in the LGBTQ chapter, for instance, um, talk about that one struggle because they talk about immigration, for instance, being a LGBTQ issue that is still uh, not uh, really uh, solved, even though we've won marriage. If a uh, queer kid goes into is, is deported uh, or is in a detention camp, they're going to be treated so much more worse. And same, uh, similar, similarly with education, when schools are defunded, uh, kids are going to get more bullied and uh, so it's, and so you can go into any one of the issues. You can go through the environment chapter, uh, and they all point to the same. Uh, what was the phrase you used? One, one, uh, one struggle, many fronts. One struggle, many fronts. That's yeah. it. And yeah. uh, many fronts, and uh, certainly here in San Francisco, I've been here since 1957, uh, and uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, this, that was KPO Radio, which is community radio. In fact, we had early on a show called Prison Radio, and uh, Ms. Hanrahan here is in that lineage, uh, and she's also involved with your book. So welcome, sister. 
Thanks for having us. And and so and this is a voice of all of that. So hopefully this is not the last time that we're connected because, but the first time we've been connected because what we're doing on the radio, what we're doing on the internet, what we're doing with the with the common thread is being a voice of this as it uh, as it rolls out, as it flowers, as it flourishes, as we can say a new world is being born. Is that right, Val? Certainly. And, um, you know, this book is, it's really beautiful um, with all the art in there from the different arts of, of Ajitarte um, and, and the visual uh, tools that have been used to convey the messages um, so important in our modern day culture. And just the, the interaction of all these different movements uh, kind of coming together. Um, so, uh, Greg, what what is the the common thread that you found throughout these movements? Well, one is that they all seem to go to the root of the problem, and the root of that problem, all of them seem to point to capitalism in one way or the other, and they also come up with fresh language. So, for instance, uh, Fabiana Rodriguez will be at our book event on Tuesday uh, in uh, San Francisco at um, uh, on the park at the... Uh, um, oh, green! Is my, that the one at Green Apple? Thank you, thank you. Green Apple yeah. at seven thirty this coming Tuesday, the the ninth. Uh, Fabiana talks about the extractive economy versus the generative economy, and uh, so so she's done a lot of work on immigration. She's done a, a lot on LGBTQ issues and on climate, and she talks about this rape and take culture, which. Some people would call capitalism, uh, I would call capitalism, but if you call it this extractive economy versus an economy that is actually creating. So if you think of it, the prison systems, that's an extractive economy. You talk about getting as much out of each person's labor or sucking as much out of the earth without really caring about creating. That is versus a generative economy, right, versus building schools, growing food, um, the, that which uh, creates and is, gives life. And so I think that's really the choice that we're at, and there's a clear line in our uh, society. And you can, you know, so when you look at the uh, white supremacy, as uh, many of the folks in the book talk about, or racism, you can see through the stories in the book how that feeds into the same extractive economy versus the generative economy. And I'm sure, uh, I don't know, Noel, do you, uh, what do you see as the unifying thing? One more time. What do you see as the unifying theme that brought you into this? Throughout, throughout these various uh, in the book, social in the movements. Exactly. No, there's something, the common thread. There's something really important about honoring love and the beauty and the forces of building community that are really deeply healing. So throughout every single chapter in this book, we see incredible artwork that is reflective of everybody's spirit and intensities and struggles. And then many of the chapters actually really focus on this deep abiding love that's ever present, that's like really palpable within our movements. And it's the glue that is keeping us together and wanting, to, wanting us to really um, Build the future that we can imagine. Another theme in the book is we're not supposed to be limited to what we can see in front of us because it's so debilitating that we have to actually give ourselves the luxury. Walida in Marisha talks about having the luxury of imagining that future. And so I, I think this book is accessible and extraordinarily deep. And 
That's exactly what we're about here in the Common Thread Collective. And I have a poem that says that has a line, strangers becoming friends, friends becoming family, family becoming community, and community on the move. That's our movement. I do a fist in the air. <laughs> and, and I think that an event such as tomorrow when we'll be hitting the streets, when we'll be dancing in the streets, we're going to be playing music in the streets, heading towards the most pleased area in the, in the country, maybe the world right now, Super, what do they call it, Super Bowl, the Super Bowl City, which is part of our San Francisco, down there by the ferry building, heading there, going to go dance around the periphery. We're feeling our strength. We feel no matter how many cops they can bring in, there's nothing they can do because, we're, because we act with love and innocence. We say, hey, what's happening? In your, in your combat boots, in your... In your in your military jackets, in all, in all that stuff you're carrying around looks pretty heavy, but we can be dancing and we'll dance around it. It gives us that feeling of strength, that no, feeling no, of togetherness. Dear, no, hold on a second. You know, uh, one of the things if people get this book, like it's an investment in feeding your soul. If you go out and you try and find when we fight, we win on the internet and you Google it and you see, it's gonna bring to you the stories of resistance and success and fighting to win from all over the country. We are not alone. You know, the front lines, they make us try and feel isolated, right. but we are not isolated, like your connectedness. And then there are multiple levels of multiple struggles and they are connected. They're never gonna give us the privilege of telling us through the mainstream media how much ground we're taking. There are stories in the book that show you within a course of five to 10 years, how struggles can just be transformative. Like Greg, why don't you tell us a couple of the stories where you saw, you did the work for five years, Greg, you were interviewing these activists and you saw massive, massive changes as you were doing the interviews. Sure, and I and I and I like the story that uh, that you were telling uh, Diamond about the about the dancing, juxtaposing that with the with the violence of the state of this police state, and I think that's another thing that connects all the movements together is the love that um, that Noel talks about versus the uh, versus this uh, state violence that has become so uh, pervasive and the uh, this punishment culture. So I'll give you a couple stories. Uh, one is. Uh, one of the people we interview is Patrice Coulwars. Uh She's one of the founders of Black Lives Matter. And uh, when we interviewed her, it was about three years ago before Black Lives Matter had really popped yet. But she, um, her brother was arrested and tortured by the L.A. police, uh, by the L.A. Sheriff's Department. He was uh, starved and dehydrated. He had to drink the water out of his toilet bowl. A lot of people don't know why people get, why, why people get involved. So she cre helped create the uh, Coalition to End Sheriff's Violence. And they won, um, uh, last year, they won civilian oversight over that sheriff's department by having, um, uh, by doing theater, by doing shows, by telling their stories, and by uh, uh, doing a lot of uh, very powerful political work. So she, um, but also uh, they put out these incredible visions of abolishing all the root causes of why somebody goes to jail. And then, uh, and Noel can tell this story better than I can probably uh, and add to it, but 30,000 prisoners, California prisoners, went out on hunger strike. Why? They're protesting the uh, inhumane conditions, the broad use of solitary confinement. And then 
Earlier this year, they won in California a huge victory of uh, major um, rolling back of the use of uh, solitary confinement, changing the changing the um, uh, the policy around it. Then in New York, they passed even uh, even stronger uh, anti-solitary confinement laws. And then just what was it a week ago, two weeks ago, the uh, the president uh, signed an executive order outlawing the use of solitary confinement for juveniles. I mean, it's absolutely insane that we would have solitary confinement for juveniles or have it at all. It's a it's a, it's a form of torture. But the uh, but the here we see these victories, and that's one of the reasons why we say when we fight, we win. And uh, the book is just full of these stories. And we're going to be besides being at uh, we're going to, uh, in uh, San Francisco on Tuesday, where you can hear the stories and see some of the art. Uh, some of the theater from the book. Uh, on tonight, uh, tonight, we're going to be in Corte Madera in Marin, and we'll be there at uh, at seven o'clock. Seven o'clock tonight, and seven thirty on Tuesday in San Francisco. I'm so glad that you shared uh, some of those stories, and thanks, Noel, for for. Uh for leading in on that, you know, um, here at Mutiny Radio, speaking of about prisons and, and things, um, well, before that, actually, um, I, I think that the fact that you're talking about these these very local movements and the and these uh, things that get people's attention, um, art, uh, puppetry, uh, skits, uh, whatever it may be on the street, small gatherings, it's something to open people's eyes. You know, like you said, it's a, it's one thing. You know, it's one thing if you go to go down to city hall and sit in a committee meeting and and get up there and maybe have two minutes to address the committee or, or do something like that, which is direct. You know, you're directly participating as well. But to get other people aware and have it grow and have it blossom into something that, um, you know, ha- having these these laws changed, um, building up from the grassroots and not just keeping it grass, but you know, let, letting trees grow and, and planting these roots and planting these seeds of of uh, uh, social awareness and um, working together uh, to try to to try to be creative around these these very. Um, very uh, in, often intimidating blocks that are that are put up around us. Yeah, and you know the co- use of culture is so important, and it's often seen as an add-on in our movement work. But you know, when you think of how music was the soul of the civil rights movement, uh, people talk about being the soul of the anti-apartheid movement. Uh, when you go, you know, you go to a march, and there's huge puppets that become the symbols of it. They're the visual symbols, and we live in a very visual world, and we need these visual uh, symbols. And it's the act of storytelling that either happens through music or through the theater. And it's really uh, an overlooked uh, major part of creating cultural change is using art and movement. And I think, uh, like the rest of society, we don't value our artists enough in the movement. And uh, that's why it was so important in this book to have it for color, to have all this gorgeous art and uh and I hope people come out. Last night we were at, uh, in Oakland. You know, people were crying during the theater. It, it just moves you. It, uh, it's just so powerful. So when hope people brother, get a chance to come out. As, uh, you're def- as poets, you're, you're preaching to the choir. And we're definitely not... Uh, uh, but lots of the people, people have that view that the culture is secondary and so on. It's just superstructure. Oh, let's bring up music and maybe it'll bring some people. We're not them. We're not Marxists, Leninists, Trotskists, or Maoists. I'd be, uh, be an anarchist who votes from the ground up. I say it's about finding one another. So can you... Hey, let me ask you this. Could you... As, as you may have heard before, we're going to have a march. I don't march, let's say, a dance, a procession with music, the breast 
band tomorrow to go towards Super Bowl City. And that's starting at 1 o'clock tomorrow at Civic Center right here in San Francisco. I'm inviting you. Could you come through? I'd love to meet you. That is that is so great. Um, we we have a workshop tomorrow that we're going to be doing with a bunch of uh, artists and uh, on on uh, storytelling, and so we're going to be uh, in Oakland, unfortunately. Okay, what's well, going to uh, be coming? We're, but but uh, but I think what you're doing is so important, and it's such an important antidote uh, to to the to the violent system and this uh, police state that uh, you're 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 saying is going to is surrounding this corporate. Uh, you know this corporate media event uh, called the Super Bowl. Right. Doesn't mean I don't like a good. Which doesn't mean I don't like a good football game. Okay, well, no, we're not. This is about a human. This is about a dance. It's their football game, not our football game. <laughs> if we bring a ball, maybe we should bring a ball and throw it around. Because we, 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 when we're dancing, because for us, it's about, it's about free, as you know. Yeah. For us, it's about uh, getting a loop and have some soup. No time to frown. It's time to chow down. Food not bombs, hopefully, will be a key. And the food we'll have is free. It's about the revolution that starts now. Do you hear me, brother? That's so great. You, ne you never want to miss an opportunity to create the future today and it sounds like you're going to be doing that and if you want i could offer you i'll let me give you another story uh, from the book yes please uh, this one's about the housing uh movement in uh i started off talking about uh city life in boston who where's where we heard, first heard the title uh city life has been able to keep families in their homes and it's uh, really interesting how they pull that off they um they using street theater and signs that uh Ahitarte has made uh, the my co-authors in the book uh they get 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 their stories out there and then they create these human walls of solidarity that keep um uh, th that when when the banks come to foreclose on families, they keep uh, folks in their home, and so uh, and and then they uh, change state and federal and local policy, and so the combination of all these different strategies uh, cr uh, make it so they can keep many families in their home. But one of the other things uh, that happens is if you believe it's a right for somebody to stay in their home, you have it forces you to challenge the market economy because if it's uh, and so this is another one of the wins. If you get engaged in that struggle, then you're saying, wait, the market economy, the developers don't have the rights, but the homeowner does have the right. And so the whole capitalism becomes uh, questions and these absentee landlords become questions. And so it gets you to question a lot of the fundamentals of our society uh, in, a, in, a, in a really powerful way. And then I was hoping maybe Noel might tell the story of uh, one of the pieces of a couple pieces of art in the artist interview uh, that she helped us set up with Kevin Rashid Johnson. I was hoping I was hoping so too. Actually, Noel had to run. Uh, oh, <laughs> so um, oh, do you want to tell All us right, a little I'll, bit about that? I'll, I'll, so uh, uh, Noel helps us arrange this interview. Kevin Rashid Johnson's been in solitary confinement for seventeen for for seventeen years. Oh my gosh! Seeing another soul for twenty three hours a day, and. He's been there, and he, uh, he, he, he's only allowed to have pencils. He's been moved from place to place as they try to isolate him more because he's an active organizer, and uh, he became politicized in prison. And he, uh, his art becomes the symbol of this 30,000 California prisoner strike. And uh, so uh, just recently they actually allowed him to have color pencils, and uh, and and now a typewriter finally. So there's a way that uh, prisoners are being silenced, and uh, and and our whole idea of prisoners and criminalization is another way that we dehumanize people, like 
uh, you know, like when we call people illegal immigrants. It's a criminalization. And um, so, but Kevin Rashid Johnston is in solitary confinement, and he's still able to do this incredible art, incredible organizing. And it just, it's very uplifting when you realize, well, if he can do it, then, wow, what, 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 what? It's so important what we do, and uh, it's, a, it's just a very empowering uh, story for all of us. And uh, one of the pictures that's in the book is um, uh, along those lines is in, from Boston, um, where people went out to the um, uh, to the immigrant detention facility, which so many of them are, are set up like prisons, um, and kind of just stood outside at night and, and made noise and got the attention of the prisoners just to let them know that they weren't forgotten they weren't alone um and i and uh what i was going to say earlier um last october not 2015 but 2014 here at mutiny radio we had um an amazing uh art show was we were at a little art gallery space uh here in the mission district and um our program director, Pam Benjamin, started a correspondence with a prisoner in Folsom Prison, and uh, he's an artist. And so he started sending art, and we were putting it on the wall, and then he started getting other prisoners there to contribute um, either pictures or letters or, or prose or poetry or something. So we, we, we were able to kind of bring the words, you know, from the out, from the inside and, and, and put them on display. And, and I think just this, this, this broader network of awareness and inspiration that we can find from not just the individuals but the groups that are that are coming together um uh, this book is is really beautiful um i love that it's put out by the new press um I, actually the founder of the new press andre schifrin who uh, passed away i believe a year ago was actually my um my guest professor when i was studying abroad in in paris and we talked about comparative media and you know how we started the new press was you know he he had a career and a background in in publishing, and then he was just tired of the big publishing houses not putting out enough uh, real or or uh, mind blowing, opening uh, eyes opening kind of uh, work. So that's why he started the new press, and he published you know Howard Zinn and Noam Chomsky, and and now he's published yeah. this book, When We Fight, We Win. Yeah, and they've been great. And Diane Wachtel is the uh, is the new um, not new, but she's the uh, uh, the ED and. Um, the publishers, uh, Ellen Adler, and they're just doing an incredible job. And they, they're editing. You know, we were all worried about a public getting a publisher, but they were actually such a beauty to work with, and uh, so so helpful. And what's the great thing about when you buy this book now is uh, 100% of the royalties go to the projects involved with the book, and uh, and and the since the new product press is a non-profit publisher they uh so it's all going to a movement publisher and then when you come to the bookstores to buy it it's all in a local bookstore so you can feel really good about every cent you're paying and uh so hope you, hopefully your readers will will get out there but it's it's uh it's a great place uh, hey, the new press so, and thanks for plugging them well hey man this is i'm gonna i'm gonna bring i'm gonna be plugging i'm gonna t- well as i say we're having our dance our procession our stroll tomorrow i'm gonna take the book along if i could and have it under my arm because we'd be doing it when we fight we win when we love we win you're definitely preaching to the choir i do say though i try not to say we when i talk about these atrocities because to, to me it's not us it's them that we're doing this, we're doing that. I say, no, it's not we. They never ask me. I will not participate in their atrocities. And I also want to say, I was there. You brought back some memories. I think it was 15 years ago at UC Berkeley. Uh, Geronimo Pratt had gotten out of prison 
finally after many years. Angela, and that's when Angela Davis got up and first talked about the military prison industrial complex. It was the first time I uh, heard those the prison words. prison industrial complex, yeah. yeah and, uh, was, and that was 15 years ago at UC Berkeley campus, and I have never forgotten it, and that's part of that uh, part of the struggle. We say one struggle, many fronts. We're going to be on the streets tomorrow in what they what according to NPR, and I, I believe them, is the most placed event in American, recent American history. I guess we're going back to the Civil War or something, or maybe the Bonus March or something, with all the cops there, but we're going to be dancing through it, get as far as we can, and then I think we're going to go to Yerba Banner, so I mentioned that, that, which is relatively free, and have a dance, have a poetry readout, have a speak out, and, uh, and, uh, and have food for the body, mind, and spirit. So if, uh, if you guys are finished your workshop anytime, find us. What, what, what Time, what time are you going to be? Say it again. We're going to start at one o'clock at uh, at Civic Center in front of City Hall. Well, and, thank you. That's 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 really important what you're doing. I wanted to also go back to that detention center that you were talking about uh, earlier uh, because I've been outside at uh, protests at, at that detention center um, uh, because it's, uh, there are a lot of Im- there are a lot of immigrants inside. And the uh, so Valerie, thanks for bringing up that picture and uh, and the, and the power of it. And one of the things is that as I was listening to the stories uh, earlier on before I even uh, wrote the book, but uh, of the of the folks uh, of, of families who have been uh, torn apart, you know, their families, uh, these ice fans rolling in in the middle of the night and uh, taking taking families away, uh, separating mothers from the nursing babies. And, uh, you know, communities just being devastated by the Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE. Um, and it reminded me of my parents, who were both, uh, both grew up in Germany in the 1930s. And they taught, my father was the last Jew in his high school in Hamburg, Germany. Wow. And they talked about the, uh, you know, these same stories. And every one of my parents' friends were all, uh, had, a, had an escape story. And as I talked to these uh, young immigrant um, kids and the uh, the dreamers, as as we now call them, they their, their stories are so powerful and uh, and, and it's um, and it's important to remember these darker times that uh, my parents can see the connections between the immigration raids and the prisons and the rollback of our civil liberties and the increased wars and the jailing um, and it and it reminds them in a very scary way. Of what happened in Nazi Germany in the 1930s. And I'm not talking about the 1940s uh, when the death camps were there, but in the years before that, that led up to it. Right when when society was was uh, was uh, was so much propaganda and uh, was kind of the the Nazi regime was kind of turning German society against the Jews, kind of gradually through through uh, you know well posters and and. Public uh, public announcements and and different policies and and the buildup and I think that that's part of the thing that we need to be aware of is like a lot of these a lot of these changes in within our system that act against everyday people they build up gradually they build up kind of behind you know closed door meetings and things like that um, so yeah I mean exactly. the struggle exactly. goes on my father my fa- yeah that's what my father said in two thousand two he said um, this is how it all starts as he watched it happen and then. If you watch, you know, uh, you know, especially Donald Trump makes it a real a lot easier for us uh, in many ways to uh, to look at it. But um, a lot of the candidates who want to blame the economic problems, 
and, and they they want to talk about crime and they want to talk, uh, and they want to blame it on black and brown people and the immigrants on the Muslims as opposed to looking at the uh, the huge consolidation of wealth and the um, and, and, you know that 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 has been occurring in uh, and and that the it's the it's the Koch brothers of today. It's the twenty families that now have more wealth than the entire um, half of the U.S. population. Twenty twenty families now have more wealth than fifty-seven million households. Really, I know. Hey, brother, it's it's incredible what's going on, but it's also incredible that we're getting together and feeling it. It seems naturally. I I turned uh, twenty-one. I'm not. I'm no Zionist. I'm a Jew on my mother's side, which means I'm a Jew to the Jews. On a, where I lived for two years on a kibbutz in Israel, a very left-wing kibbutz, Beit Hashita and Shaval, and the people there were Holocaust survivals. And uh, this is 1958. And they told me those stories, and so they were like your parents' stories. They they was uh, they were that remnant. They got out. They got there, and had those stories. They had the, their tattoos on their arms, and I heard it too. And we have to say never again. And never again means we'd better get together. We better love one another. We better connect. And this be Mutiny Radio, finding that common thread. And I want to say to you, brother, that you always welcome you and our comrades, our brothers and sisters. Welcome on the show. Just let it give us a, uh, just uh, give us a call, and we're connecting. Let's uh, we be we we are not the radio voice, but we are a radio voice. That's what we're about. We're about to have some music, culture, some live music right here. So thanks for calling. To be continued. Hey, Val. Thanks yeah. so much. Thank and you. Uh, if you want to hear more about it, yes. you can check us out at whenwefightwewin.com. And uh, come see us tonight in Corte Madera at 7 p.m. at Book Passage and or on Tuesday, Tuesday. night in San Francisco. Tonight in Corte Madera and Tuesday in San Francisco at 7.30 um, at Green Apple in the Park. Right, and that's a new Green Apple. because I just heard about it because I know Green Apple uh, Books, which is a wonderful place over on Clement Street, but this is the new one right over in the Sunset, like Ninth Avenue by the park, I believe. Um, so we want to make sure yeah, that people don't, don't go to the wrong the park, one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Greg, right, Jobin leads. Thank you so Thanks much for, for calling in to the Common Thread Collective. This is streaming live and will be a podcast on mutinyradio.fm. And uh, again, the book is called When We Fight, We Win. Hey, Greg, I'm going to give you, I'm going to hug you when I see you Tuesday. Looking forward. Tomorrow and tonight. Thank you so much. We're going to be doing it. Take it away, Ruby. Take it away, Val. All right. So already the common thread has emerged in today's program. We're talking about people getting involved, transforming um, in individually, but by getting together with other people uh, collectively to uh, to bring together movements. May they be uh, direct action or, or cultural activities um, and, and just reaching across the lines because we're not an isolated, uh, each, each issue is not an isolated issue. Uh, as Dave was saying, one struggle many fronts and uh, as this amazing book when we fight we win 21st century social movements and the activists that are transforming our world uh, it is a transformation there are victories uh, amidst the defeats Uh, you may not hear about them so much in mainstream media as Noel Hanrahan was talking about earlier but they are happening and we hope that you're continuing uh, out there to be inspired um, whether or not you uh, step outside the house today and uh, make a movement or take a stroll uh, or a dance with Diamond Dave and all the all the people showing up at Civic Center tomorrow, um, but uh, whatever it may be, in in your own way, in your 
every every little bit helps. Uh, even just uh, staying positive and uh, putting out positive messages around things that are important to you. Uh, you don't have to be an expert, but if you want to learn more about some of the these movements that are are happening currently in our country, uh, especially and the ways that they are making progress that we as society are making uh, progress around some of these really important issues of human rights and social equity. Uh, check out this book, When We Fight, We Win, um, by Greg Jobin Leeds and Ahitarte. It's put out by the New Press 2016. And, uh, you know, hang in there because everything, everything is going to be all right. That's what Ubi wants to tell us. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective on mutinyradio.fm. I'm Global Val. And you're awesome. Sometimes I wonder where do the blues come from? Up and down. Sometimes it's not so fun. I try my best to tell myself it's all.
Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Common Thread Collective on MutinyRadio.fm. It is Friday, February 5th, 2016, and it's a beautiful winter day. It's supposed to like get into the 70s this weekend. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Um, of course, we still really do need more rain, but it's good that we've had uh, the amount that we've had starting to get the build up that snowpack again. But we still got a few years to make up for this drought that we're in in California. Um, and we, we certainly hope that everyone is uh, staying, uh, staying healthy and, and dry. I know the rivers up north are, are flowing and flooding. Um, again, uh, reach out, help each other. Um, you know, look out. It's kind of a, it's a tradition here in San Francisco to do so. I know that during the ninth after the 1906 earthquake, um, in in my family history, my great 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 grandma great great grandmother, um, you know, was was down here in the city uh, with all her kids while her husband was up uh, doing uh, some shipbuilding up in Seattle when the two thousand when the 1906 earthquake happened, and you know all he knew was that the the city was on fire and uh, you know we didn't have the internet then and like phone phone connection no which I. I 1906 um so but but everybody was fine um and and what happened around here especially here in the mission district and and in various parts of the city that that hadn't crumbled down and burnt down is that people brought their brought their uh their wood burning stoves out onto the streets and cooked for their neighbors and that's uh, something that i know diamond dave is all about with uh, his longtime activism with uh, food not bombs and it's another issue that we need to look at nationally because there are um, cities uh, around the country who have been, who have been enacting anti-homeless laws, and not just anti-homelessness laws about people who are homeless, but actually, like in places like Fort Lauderdale, Florida, they've made laws where it's e- they've made it illegal to feed people on the street. Um, these are anti-humane. Uh, measures um, that, you know, I mean, if, if, a, if a legislature is a representative governments, um, it sure seems like they're wasting their time and uh, hurting a lot of people along the way. But um, we're, we're, not, uh, we're not defeated here. We don't feel defeated. Uh, we're the Common Thread Collective. And, and like, even though we're talking about the book called When We Fight, We Win, I like Dave's take on it. When we love, we win, huh, Dave? And in fact, uh, this brother is about to come on. His guitar is ready. He's ready. He's got the hat on. He looks surprised. I'm talking about Rival. Hey, how's it going? I met him me Tuesday. You were there at the library. Yeah, he's well, been here before. We're playing, playing here on the Common Thread. It's oh, good to good. see you well, again. again. Yeah, I used to come here with my good pal, Lady Zeitgeist. Yeah, Lady Zeitgeist. Yeah. Hey, brother, give us a few songs. So we have James is here. James is going to jump in on the second song. That's right. But he's got three songs. And Sean is here, too. She's going to play some music. How's that guitar? Is it loud enough? Yeah, sounds good. All right. Hello, everybody. I'm Rivo. It's nice to be here. Uh, if you like what you hear, I got uh, two shows to plug, but I'll wait till the beginning of the second song to do that. Right now, I'll just give you some tunes. Uh, this is a newer one I've been working on. I want to dedicate this to Diamond Dave and all the folks in here to all the underdogs in our society. This is a song called Shabby. Stop looking at me like I escaped from the zoo. I can make the same judgment about you. Let's see you walk a mile in my shoes You're giving me the finger And of course a banshee's linger Spreading vicious infantile rumors Blessed are the meek You're just the story of the week Another average insecure baby boomer I'm moving in the right direction I carry the dirt of ages on my back Failure of your society Or compensation for all that you lack 
sorry that you're disappointed It's not such a crushing blow Just another in a sea of faces You'll never, never truly know You're getting quite pissy and I'm just here existing Since when did you on the sidewalk? To see and indulge your meddling But I won't be back peddling Go find yourself another year to corrupt with your talker You've made some nice gestures and words best left censored You kiss your mother with that mouth Quiet the big bang with momentum Like a boomerang coming back to everything in yourself that you doubt I'll rise with the right simulation May not carry the right credentials on my person Mental illness, a mind that thinks sideways for some reason. So sorry that you're underwhelmed. Actually, I couldn't care less. Your sore gives migraines to aspirin. Now you can just watch me, watch me finish this. Right on, Rivo. Right on, You got some shows coming up, you said. That's correct. Uh, so first of all, um, I would like to announce I'm uh, hosting a once-a-month open mic. Uh, it's going to be happening at uh, a place called Cafe St. George near 30th and Mission. It's called the Bernal Flats Open Mic. Uh, the normal hostess who started it off actually moved to New York, so starting this month I'll be taking it over. Next one will be happening uh, next Saturday, February 13th. Sign-ups at 5.30, and we go from 6 to 8. My good friend Samuel Rowland will be the feature at that, so please come on down. It should be a good show. Uh, I'm going to be doing a show at the Poor House in the Tenderloin on February 25th with my good friend Alzara Getz. And last but not least, the Biggie folks. I'm going to be playing at my first Battle of the Bands at DNA Lounge on March 6th. And I do have tickets for sale, 10 bucks each. Uh, please come down, show support. And those are the plugs. And right now I'm going to bring my friend uh, Mr. James Conrad. Uh, we're going to do a song from my previous album, my finished album back in 2014. It's called Well That Shut Em Up. Um, 
So what I want y'all to do, this is kind of a funny song, but what I want y'all to do is just kind of look around you right now. Those of you listening in Radio Land, those of you right here, look at how many people are just obsessed with their electronic items. Very few people are making human contact anymore. Very few people are making eye contact with each other. Yeah, we're looking at you, Drift, buddy, old pal. No, I'm just messing with you. Um, <laughs> but it makes us feel like the title of this song. We're all roadkill on the information highway. So that's what this song's about. Okay, and uh, James is going to join me at the tail end of this for the spoken word bit. So here we go. Cause I'm roadkill 
on the information highway. I feel so out of place and time, the time and place where no one's left. Everybody's here and there, but they're not really anywhere. They've long since abandoned this mortal call for the various cybernetic holidays, cause you know I'm roadkill. On the information highway, I'm just roadkill. On the information highway. and horny. Click here to visit our website. We have thousands of beautiful women misrepresenting themselves and pretending to be your friends. Are you suffering from AIDS or cancer? Our miracle o orient oleander elixir will cure you in no time. Have you or a loved one so suffered ill effects or been fatally poisoned by the toxic oleander cure? Call the Tartuffe Law Firm for a free settlement. have a virus. I know, because we just gave you a virus. Why? Because fuck you, that's why. Try our new pill that will increase your penis size. Trust us, you need a bigger penis. We've been data mining your emails to the robots on, ca on the casual counters section on Craigslist, you sad little shit. Very Your sorry, ladies and gentlemen, due to bad internet now. connection and a poor modem, the rest of the song cannot be continued at this time because we are all Rockin' on the information highway. Thank you, everybody. Right on, okay. Rivo and James Conrad. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that tongue, tongue in cheek nature of that song. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very cool, very cool. Okay, well I got I got one more for you. Alrighty. Uh, this is also off the album, and this is a favorite of mine. We're all living in this. This is called Saltwater Blues. <laughs> Need to live. 
today's wages pays tomorrow all spent using ourselves up that corporate ladder vain hope for a better deal you know it's all salt water blues just enough to keep us floating without direction or refreshment salt water blues enough to fill your glass and drain your bone dry Saltwater blues, keeping us adrift and delusional, slowly sapping up our brains. No stimulus for the restless, and all that fool can stay sane. Myself be only alive for the mundane routine. Paying dues to the rat race with just enough stamina, you know, so we can do it again and again and again. And I know we're all working and paying our fair share, taxing our nerves, health, wits, and hair. Only doing what we want here so long as it don't interfere with what our livelihood depends. It's all salt water just enough to keep you floating without direction or refreshment. Salt water blues, enough to fill your glass and drain your bone dry. Salt water blues, keeping us adrift and delusional, slowly sapping up our brains. No stimulus for the restless, why won't you stick out your hand and pray for rain? I came to put I kiss it with cracked lips Sure to open wide Just in the nick of time When I'm old All through it I can sick Long longer grinding gears I'm free at last For those few remaining years Those one or two not yet tumble past In vain pursuit of all those dreams I'm too seen now to remember Radio, God bless. God bless you, brother. Yeah, Rivo. Fellow human beings. Very That'd cool. Be beautiful. 
Now it's going to be time for the, the, the sisters are going to come. I'm talking about my sister Shana is coming up. And well, she's, Shana, yes, she's going to get so set up. So good to see you. Well, we, uh, like yin and yang, here we be. Yeah, and Rivo, very cool. I like your album called, uh, well, that shut him up. Um, that's really fun. I, I see on the back there's a website here for uh, numberonemusic.com slash Rivo. That's R-V-Y-O. And on Facebook, it's Sir R. Voss, V-O-S-S. Rivo. All right. R-Y-V-O. Very, very fun. Very cool song. And I like the refrain of your last song, keeping us afloat without, what is it, without Without direction or refreshment. And you're talking about that, that system, that capitalist system, are you not? So I wrote a poem this week when I was standing on BART, so I want to read that. It's called Capitalist Doves. People sleep standing like stool pigeons, responsively shuffling their feet to the sway of the train. Chin tucked in, one wing out, shoulders assuming a tense or defeated position. And when the time comes, responsibly shuffle off elsewhere to gather or roost, doing the duty of the day's hunt or scavenge, praying for a personally profitable pecking order. <laughs> Thanks for being part of the Common Thread Collective. Uh, I love how the theme emerges. It certainly has emerged today in, in so many ways. And Dave's coming back in. And I'm coming back. And Shana, remember how I say, like yin and yang, left and right, up and down, old and young, man and woman, rock and roll. And Shana, it's all set up. She's been traveling. She's been on the road. She's going to give us a few songs, maybe three. And then Richard and Ellison are here. So we're going to move it on. But let's go right to Shana, should we? Hi. Shana, I'm so Shana. good to have you back. It's so, so beautiful. Good to be back in Take it away. Pretty funny that I haven't been here here, but I'm pretty sure I ran into Rye over here last time I was here. So it's kind of full circle here. And it's nice to see you, Dave, again. It's nice to see you. Um, yeah, I haven't. I've been traveling all morning from LA to here and been all around Oakland and San Francisco and just seeing a lot of stuff today. So I'm a little winded, but not too winded for music. So um, in a band, Stranger Than Fact, and these are all Stranger Than Fact songs. The band itself is pretty fluid and changes members and revisits members, etc. So here's a song from uh, the album coming up this spring. It's called Blue Skies. Eclipse has things 
start to change Words from your lips Starting to sound strange And I've been told Streets are paved in gold And I know it's true The sky ain't always blue That transformation when you get up there and play your guitar for your sweet self, but you really come out, you really come out and stand right up when they get there, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah. Strong sister. Sisterhood yeah. is powerful. Yeah, Give raw us sound. Give a couple of songs for your sister. Thanks. That's kind of relating to this Saturday as well. Like, I wrote it during, like, Brown protests, but it really is about not fitting your own mold and getting out of, like, and not being scared to get out into the streets and just protest and be that's part of the people about. and that's really what it what it's about facing i mean through alliteration and you know my weird way of saying things but uh yeah it, it's still relevant so come out on totally saturday relevant. for sure love it sister uh let's see what else there's another new one uh this one's more about what it feels like when other people kind of like talk you down or talk over you all the time, make you small, make it so your words aren't relevant and put you into that place and where it's like you really, you really can't fight back. So it's called Invisible. Wanna 
conflicted Yeah, I'm inflicted by this mass conformity Well, I'm trying, I'm nearly dying Misery loves company It's amazing to watch you emerge. <laughs> yes, emerge. You know, she's getting to see to really rock out. <laughs> she's taking off her outer garment. Yes. She's ready to roll. What did your teacher say? Uh, the teacher said it's Juju. It's a band from LA. They, uh, they played at Bottom of the Hill once. Okay. <laughs> the Juju band. Anyway, I'm Jewish. My band is Stranger Than Fact, though. I'm, oh, and here's, Stranger here's Than the Fact. Guy. Wait till this guy fact. comes yeah. out. Yeah. And I don't know this fella. He's so good. He's ready to be I'll be here. <laughs> Where can people find your music? Uh, I have a website, www.strangerthanfact.org, Facebook, etc., Bandcamp, all the same name. Yeah. And there's music videos up. I just entered the NPR Tiny Desk concert. If you want to check out Carousel and a really, really, it's a song I play looped with two keyboards and a guitar. And yeah. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> right on, strangerthanfact.org. Thanks. Well, keep coming back when you're in town. So, so I, yeah. Give us, a, give us another. Okay, this one, I'm not really sure how it'll go, but I'm going to try it. It's, it's all so new. These are all new. That's the story of the Common Thread Collective. <laughs> We're not sure how it'll go, but we know people are going to come by, and the theme will emerge. Yeah, and away. oh yeah, I do have a plug. I have a show on March 18th in Oakland at the Hutch, a new venue, and I do host an Oakland Mike myself in Oakland at Ruse Cafe on February 18th. We'll be having t- uh, our next monthly one. So oh, beautiful. Well, okay, stay in touch. We'll be doing this. Take it away, sister. All right. This is called The Tragedy of Hypocrisy.
destroying dreams pictorial scenes are vanishing i see the sea and the sea sees me seizing the signs of intimacy i am falling into patterns as i watch the forests burn i know it don't really matter just the way the world will turn oh, wow. <laughs> <Ow. laughs> We love you, sister. Thanks, I love you too. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. <laughs> look at that look. Look at that, sister. That's when I, we, I wish we had the, we had live streaming vision when I look at these and feel you and feel the spirit. Hey, people. Thank you. You're always welcome here. I'm so welcome. Wherever I happen to be, there you can be. Yeah. Hey, Bill. Right on, Sheena. Yeah. Right on, you guys. So you got a show uh, at March 18th at the Hutch in Oakland, right? Yes, that's right. And then um, where did you say your open mic that you're hosting? At, at Ruse Cafe on Park Boulevard in Oakland. And when is that? February 18th. Starts at 7 p.m. featuring Joe Boyer at 7 and then Luis Ventino at uh, 9.30. Open mic in between. Cool. Oh, Very cool. Mm -hmm. Getting right. together. Happy together. And here's the old blues guy. Here me. <laughs> the Gary the Blues Man. He's going to be on. All right, he's going to. Right, right on. So Gary's going to. Oh, out. hang out, please. Gary's going to set up. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to come back here into the studio, right, Dave? Right. And we're going to talk to the library lady, I believe. And I see we've got. Uh, yeah, that one. The other one works if you hold it. <laughs> what an. I know. It's, a, it's an insult at this point. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Richard has been generous. Richard Sanderell's here too. He's been generous to donate to the cause of getting new microphones, and I have yet to go buy them. Um, but it's coming. That's why I, 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 I extend my apologies for the for the fact that that one fell off earlier during the, our other conversation. Mutiny Radio, folks, is roll your own. Thanks so much for everybody for participating and being part of it and uh, and going with the flow. Um, that's what we're all about, right there. Hey, Dave? hey, Val. Yo. Did you, have, did you see the article in, uh, that we were featured in the article in uh, Mission, uh, Mission Local? You know, I, saw, I, I, I clicked on it earlier, and then I had to run, so I actually didn't read the article. But actually, I know, um, I, I, from what I understand, I, we got a quote in there from Bloodflower about you, too. Uh, but, but we're talking about um, referencing the fact that the city of San Francisco honored you, Diamond Dave Whitaker. Which means us. Which, okay, which means us, which means everybody uh, involved. It was nice. it was it was really cool to be able to go over to the library in the Coret Auditorium on Tuesday night. Um, Richard, uh, kudos to you for your organizing. You and Dan Brady did an amazing job getting it together, and it was a really really cool a fun day. That that event um, was. Uh, uh, it was just a really positive and, and really interesting to have so many folks kind of come come out and speak about Dave and um, and and the various ways that that you've uh, you've uh, touched upon you know everything that's been going on in the city for the past 50 years and I love what Calvin Welch said he called you um, a, a political bumblebee uh, going around and pollinating um, and uh, and and doing probably more uh, connecting of community uh, activism and, and organizations than anybody in the, in the history of San Francisco. And, um, you know, that's Calvin Welch has been around for uh, as, as long 
And um, well, I brought him in. I took him on yeah. his first walk around. And uh, when he came back from Uganda, from Uganda, where he'd been, where he got his got his PhD in anthropology and political science, and all that, and brought him back to San Francisco. So all this is history. But really, what I realized when I looked around, when I saw the board of supervisors signing in on this uh, kind of sound like a, this amazing, uh, amazing. Here, you take. It. Could you read a? A I bit. can read a little bit yeah, of read, it, read and then Richard can finish it for oh, me. I'll, I'll read some of it, too. Yeah, yeah. it was obviously... Okay. Well, this was from on February 2nd, 2016, a proclamation from the Board of Supervisors of San Francisco with the city and county seal on it and a beautiful royal blue and a gold seal. Proclamation. Whereas Diamond Dave Whitaker left Minnesota for San Francisco in 1957 at age 19, seeking a mythical, mythical land of all-night parties and free love. So not to be so mystical, not to be so mystical, and good Mexican marijuana. And whereas Diamond Dave Whitaker is a San Francisco legend. <laughs> Maestro of the spoken word and revolutionary rabble rouser who uses language to engage and connect. And whereas Diamond Dave Whitaker has been described as beat before there were beatniks. Well, that's not quite true. Kerouac, that too. We're about, we're about like a half a generation before me. They were about five years older, but they're all gone now. Kerouac and Ginsburg and Corso and Burroughs. What's got gone? Just adding a little footnote. But were you hip before they were hippies? Well, and punk maybe. before punk even happened. Well, that's right, Eric. That's a proclamation. But this is an official city. <laughs> this is official this is on, stuff, Dave. It's on record. And whereas Diamond Dave Whitaker has cast a wide net in life, from mentoring a young Bob Dylan in Minnesota to, pun to pushing boundaries with the beatniks and hippies in San Francisco to inspiring modern punk and hip-hop musicians, he has found the common thread between generations of alternative American culture. I'll let you continue. Well, thank you. Here. There. Okay. Whereas... Uh, whereas... Diamond Dave Whitaker has been a decades-long supporter of activist movements for social justice and, whereas Diamond Dave Whitaker, as a pacifist, has always stood for our veterans, whether from the Vietnam War or from our subsequent wars, because he understands that the mandatory draft of the, that times and the poverty draft which supplanted it victimizes the poor and the working class of our society. This is the official San Francisco Board of Supervisors. And whereas Diamond Dave Whitaker has written, spoken, organized, protested, and taken direct action in support of the innocent, the downtrodden, the disabled, and all who have suffered the unfairness of our social system, which is in dire need of change. And whereas Diamond Dave Whitaker promotes engagement through poetry, which he celebrates through the Common Thread radio show on Mutiny Radio, and by hosting the annual Poems Under the Dome open mic poetry event commemorating National Poetry Month in San Francisco City Hall Rotunda. And whereas Diamond Dave is fond of quoting himself, thus spreading his message of community engagement and empowerment, 
as embodied in his statement that strangers become friends and friends become family and family becomes community and community on the move. That's our movement. And whereas Diamond Dave Whittaker served several terms as senator on the City College of San Francisco Associated Students Council, as he helped organize students' opposition to the Accreditation Commission for Community and Junior Colleges' attempt to revoke City College's accreditation, still there. And whereas Diamond Dave Whitaker perceives his role as an elder of the community to assist in the providing context, lineage, and history, and it should be history, uh, and to treat each other with respect, compassion, and kinship now, therefore be it resolved that the Board of Supervisors of the City and County of San Francisco on the occasion of his 78th birthday commends Diamond Dave Whitaker for his exceptional contributions to the arts, culture, social being, and the peace, and be it further resolved that the Board of Supervisors of the City and County in San, of San Francisco does hereby declare February 2nd, 2016 as Diamond Dave Whitaker Day. Oh my goodness. And it is signed by all 11 supervisors. Well, some I noticed are signed, uh, they signed it, they read it, some are stamped. I think we know. Oh, we, are, they, we, we know the ones. Yeah, yeah. There's some, some of the supervisors. Uh, I won't name I think any I know names. which ones you might be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to mention any names. Say it. But I think their name oh, is stamped Richard, there. Richard, that was a mouthful. <laughs> well, it is. Well, anyway, Allison. Allison, yeah. uh, you have something you'd like to read. She's in my loss. I who, do. Uh, who uh, wrote a, a book, an anthology called The Book of Luminous Things that really uh, turned me on to what poetry can really be. It's where I discovered the poet Rumi and said, wow, what is this about? And he's a, he was a Polish, Polish poet in exile. He was exiled from Poland to Stalinist to Berkeley, and uh, he's now passed, but he did get a Nobel Prize, I think, at the end of his life. So I'm so glad to see Cesar Milos. He's a fine poet. And I think, uh, so anyway, uh, what would you like to read, sister? Well, first I was going to read one about being an aging poet. Well, I'm one. Well, I'll let you read that one later. Learn to love, love to learn, this never ends. That's right. So instead, I found one that fits today's theme of community, despair, and dream. It's called This World. It appears that it was all a misunderstanding. What was only a trial run was taken seriously. The rivers will return to their beginnings. The wind will cease in its turning about. Trees, instead of budding, will tend to their roots. Old men will chase a ball, a glance in the mirror. They are children again, in wonder. The dead will wake up, not comprehending, till everything that happened has unhappened. What a relief. <laughs> Breathe freely, you who suffered much. Oh, man. 
You know that that reminds me. Oh, and this is a, for you. And that Dave. reminds me of a Dan Brady's good, "Give Me Some Good News" poem that he read at the library on Tuesday. You know, just like let let me just wake up one day and all the news I hear is good, and I live in a world that makes sense. <laughs> and we've uh, reversed all these terrible policies and practices. Um, so Milos, yeah, co- yeah, very he, cool poet. I think he says it all in that little book. It's called. Dave, what's it called? Facing the River. Facing and, the River. Uh, and it's translated, this is, and the translation that includes Robert Haas, uh, who is uh, oh, also for, a, a Bay Area guy. Yeah. And a poet laureate. Right, of the and, United States, former and, U- U.S. poet laureate, Robert Haas. It's translated mm-hmm. by the author and Robert Haas. You say there's a, a poem from an aging poet there. Yes. Did you find it, that? Yes. Um, it's one of my favorite poems well, in the book. And Dave's going to read it for us. Sure. But while I'm getting, uh, yeah, find it. It's called Report. Report. I'll give that report. By Czeslaw Milos. And while I, while, 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 you give us a report of what's happening at the library. Oh, super. Some good stuff that we should know because there he is. Go ahead. Well, first of all, February 13th, that's a Saturday. You can come by Mission Branch Library right over at 24th and Bartlett. From 12 to 3, we will be celebrating and commemorating the life of Native American author, activist, and community friend, John Trudell. He is known for working all his life to remind us of all the Native communities that have been lost and helping to keep people together when they were spread apart and losing hope. That's right. Like many of us are today. We'll be honoring his life with, uh, oh, and the Alcatraz occupation. That's right, he had Radio Free Alcatraz. We'll be honoring his life with an elder, J.R. Laiwa, who was a participant of the Alcatraz occupation. We will have a blessing with Antonio Chavez and Jorge Molina. Of course. Poetry by our San Francisco Poet Laureate and close community friend of the mission. Alejandro Maguia. Others will come and bring poetry and dance. Dance with Eddie Madrill and Pomo Dance presented by the Red Road Dancers led by Martin Martinez. It will be a day of community and celebration along with sadness for um, this loss of John Trudell. Um, People who are interested can call the Mission Branch Library 355-2800 and ask for uh, my coworker Ramon Hernandez, and uh, he is the main organizer of this event. Or ask me, and I can oh, fill you in a oh, little. Oh, I love to be there, and I, it takes me the time I spent with uh, I spent with the brother at the Minnesota Rainbow Gathering. It was 1990, no, 91, I think, overlooking the uh, Lake Superior, and he was there. It was just a few of us in a uh, spoken, uh, spoken to joking and talking and telling stories 
and hey, it would be so good. And I saw him again in Golden Gate Park, and we sat together. Uh, and now it's going to be happening again. And we'll get one more event. And Wentmore, um, minor announcement. We do have a book club at Mission Branch. It meets every other month. Oh, wonderful. Every other month. And this, well, I'm a slow reader. <laughs> me, anyway. too, me too. Me too. I mean. <laughs> yeah, we like to take it in and then read it again. That's right. That's right. What's the book? What's the book? The book this month is The Discreet Hero. It is by Mario Vargas Llosa and another Nobel laureate of Peru. Uh, this was his most recent book. It was translated into English last year, 2015, and um, it is one of those stories that seems like a detective novel, but so much more, And because uh, he's a very poetic and um, inspirational writer. With He seems to have one set of ideas, but then somehow it is not what you think. So well, we're looking forward to he's, that. Yeah, Thank he's uh, discredited as being a, a right-wing kind of dude because he's not part of the conventional left, for sure. And uh, But a really interesting dude. And I think he uh, laid out well. Well, anyway, Richard, what do you have? And then we got the old blues guys getting ready. Just a minute. We're going to come to you very soon. Uh, I just want to say something about the bonus march that you guys were talking about earlier. Uh, there's actually a YouTube... Uh, uh, you can go on there and pull up the bonus march, and you can really? see, you can see the, uh, it's a, you know, it's an old black and white film, and you can see these veterans there, and uh, General uh, uh, MacArthur. Uh, MacArthur, thank you, uh, the hero of America, uh, turn his guns uh, on his own veterans. So you can see that it's not, you know. Where do you how? Uh, well, I, well, I used to just go to YouTube and just put in bonus march. Yeah, that was about okay. I don't know if you still can do it. That I remember simple, this was sure. bonus march from the World War One. Yeah. They thought they were just for the band. Many of many of them died in the trenches. They had trench feet. That's where I came from. Just thought of them had been gassed, and they expected that they were going to get a bonus. Somehow they were told they rode freight trains, right, right, right to Washington D.C. and set up a camp. <coughs> kind of like the camp that uh, came in after Martin Luther King, which is also crushed, and it was crushed horribly. Was that about 1938, 39? Uh, it was in the mid-30s, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And these led to the Hoovervilles that Hoovervilles, we that somehow right. seem to be popping up again today. Yeah, okay, well, we're in right, a, no. well, Hopefully we've learned. You have something you'd like to read? Just one more towns, little point, okay. uh, and it could be for a discussion at another time, because uh, we got to marinate where the truth is on this one. Uh, I uh, I was uh, I asked you the question the other night. Where do you think uh, this movement has begun? And you and Mr. Naturals went back to the beginning of the century. Uh, I had I was making the uh, false assumption uh, from the beat poets on. Uh, but but whatever that point is is then that means the movement's only about 115, 16 years old. Well, it's one way to look at it. We could say it's thousands of years old. Well, that's true. That way too. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, so so my point it. is this. Uh, the, the, what we, we are trying to do now today, um, and people are sort of looking how it's, it's sort of dwindling. And I thought, well, wait a minute. Why are we giving up hope? This is fairly a new phenomena. And it's not dwindling at all. Uh, well, and, and, well, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Well, so, but that doesn't mean that, that this is, the, you know, that I hate these cliches, but, the, you know. Uh, it's just before the dawn where it gets the worst, I guess. Oh, but yeah. so uh, I, I, I am. Uh, it gets me through the night. That's all I'm saying. So if you're not, if you're not feeling hopeful, 
think about that and then you realize well that that's that's true so let's keep going uh, right. give people hope. A, bit, a bit nascent, you're, you're saying. <laughs> and the fact that we could come here on a Friday uh, and just freely come in and speak freely and talk about the things that are going on and saying when we fight, we win, and uh, right. learning about struggles that are going on in different neighborhoods, different places, yep. on different levels, and seeing that it's all connected and we're finding a common thread. So read us right. something, okay. Richard. This is, uh, this is Miles Salim Davis Savad. If William Shakespeare and Miles Davis had been alive at the same time and had electricity, imagine the collaboration of words and music. Bitches Brew is soundtrack to Macbeth. Toil and trouble in the witch's bitches brew. The musical riffs of the clarion trumpeter alert you to the dancers, to the darkness, as in the matter and in truth. Miles melodically hits his notes, leaving space, announces the magus, sorcerer. Miles is talking to you. He jazz, dances, jabs, uppercuts. He is the trumpet boxer. His music is toil and trouble, sadness and joy. It is live evil, and he really doesn't give a shit whether you like it or not. This is a new direction in music. This is not jazz. Miles and his fellow musicians electrified, sanctified the fusion. Miles announces the witches brew on bitches brew. The witches begin their dance of toil and trouble. Lady Macbeth, as she loses her mind in her dance, the empire will pay. Ah, the purists will have be in their death throes. But the variety of interpretations while keeping the truth, keeping the truth, both alive, that means that that doesn't mean that you can have an abandonment of the original. We all have ours, but it was Miles who saved my sanity as we may have begun to lose his. He gave me my musical truth, what others saw as sellout. For me, his music was what was inside me. I love Coltrane, Dizzy Gillespie, Charlie Parker, but Miles came in my time. The Stones give me shelter, the violent anthem of these times. Rape, murder, it's just a shot away. Sung by one of the greatest female singers ever, Mary Clayton. And while Miles was telling these stories as well, he barely got any airplay on the radio and albums were left unpromoted. He was still young enough to do it. Miles was reporting through his music, but you have to be quiet and listen. Well, anyway... That was the dream in my head. If it never happens, I'm okay with that. I get to see and hear and smell it. Not the hell, but the of Earth's sulfured cauldron every time I hear it. Hey, little Miles, maybe we can find some. We got the blues guy. Hey, blues guy. He's going to give up to get some songs. This guy can play the harmonica. And find some, uh, maybe we can find some witches, bitches brew there. Yeah, and I'm play sure some it's on there. And we'll but it's a long piece. So. Well, find a piece. Uh, find, maybe you can help her with that. Okay, I'm going to be playing. Well, he's going to That's ready. what I do. That's what I consider I do as an elder. And he's an, uh, I'm the elder of elders. I looked around with all those old timers in the, in the sacred grounds, and I was the oldest of all, even though it was, uh, there were some 70-somethings. And uh, anyway, but I'm going to read. He's going to get ready to play. Let me read this. Uh, this is Caesar Milos, now an old poet. And it's about my age, I think, when he wrote this, 78. And he's giving a report. He says, almost high. I say, O oh, great spirit, you willed to create me a poet, and now it's time for me to present a report. My heart is full of gratitude, though I got acquainted with the miseries of that profession, poetry, I guess. 
By practicing it, we learn too much about the bizarre nature of man, human beings, who every hour, every day, and every year is possessed by self-delusion. A self-delusion when building sandcastles, collecting postage stamps, admiring oneself in a mirror, assigning oneself first place in sport, power, love, and the getting of money. All the while, on the very border, on the fragile border beyond which there's a province of mumblings and whales. Hey, Monica man, get ready. Mumbling and whales. For in every one of us is a mad rabbit, thrashes, and a wolf pack howls, so that we are afraid it will be heard by others. Out of self-delusions comes poetry, and poetry confesses to its flaw. Only by remembering poems, once written, is our author able to see the whole shame of it. And yet, he cannot bear another poet nearby if he suspects him of being better than himself and envies him every scrap of praise while we're working up it through our collectivity, ready not only to kill him, but smash him and obliterate him from the surface of the earth. Well, I say we're working on the point where we can say we're all together. We all give in various ways as part of the greater whole. I'm adding my, my footnotes to this so that he remains alone, magnanimous and kind towards his subject who to chase after their s s small self-delusions. How does it happen that such low beginnings lead to the splendor of the word? I gathered books of poetry from various come, and now I see it said reading them, and I am astonished. It's sweet to think that I was a companion in an expedition that never ceases, though centuries pass away. An exhibition not in search of the golden fleece of a perfect form, but as necessary as love. Hear it. Hear it. Under the compulsion of a desire for an essence of the oak, of the mountain peak, of the wasp, and the flower of nasturtium, so that they last and confirm our, hymn, our hymnic song against death and our tender thought about all who lived, strived, and never succeeded in naming. For to exist on the earth is beyond any power in nature, any power to name. Fraternally, we help each other, forgetting our grievances, translating each other into other tongues, members indeed of a wandering crew. How then? Could I not be grateful if early I was called an incomprehensible contradiction has not diminished my wonder at every sunrise. I renounce the doubts of night and greet the new day of my more precious delusions. And as you said, it's always darkest just before the dawn. But when and where you least expect it, help will come along. The Caesar, my loss, translated by the author and Robert Haas. I liked that. That was, that was a really amazing piece right Rainbow there. Madonna, there she be. Rainbow Madonna, could you hold on? Because we have one place of music. Uh, he's ready, the old blues guy. He's going to play a piece, and we'll talk to you. Then we'll do another piece. How's that, blues guy? How's that, Rainbow Madonna? Just hold right on. Okay, there you go. One, one, two. 
Two and two is four. Walk one time, child, I'm gonna walk some more. Oh, come on. Don't you wanna go? Man to that windblown city. My sweet home, Chicago. Come on, take a walk on down the avenue. I got a little something, girl, I'd like for you to do. Come on. Come on, take a walk on down the avenue. I've been a long time since I've been with anybody as cool as you. Come on! Back to that windblown city. You know my sweet home, Chicago. <laughs> Two and two is four, four and two is six. I'll be back in the morning, baby, once I get my business fixed. Come on. Oh, Lord. You know, baby, don't you want to go? Mm-mm-mm. You know, to that windblown city. Man, my sweet home, Chicago. Eight and two is ten. If I get into you, girl, I'm coming back for you again. Come on. You know, baby, don't you want to go? Oh, hell, man, you know, to that windblown city. Man, my sweet home, Chicago. Oh, baby, come on. Come on, take a walk on down Avenue. I got a little something, girl, I'd like for you to do. Spread your wings, baby. Turn your lamp down low. Oh, hell, baby, you got me to the point. Man, I don't know which way to go. Yeah, Gary, the blues man. Yeah, sorry for the yeah. mic trouble there. Yeah, we'll we'll come man, out there and, cool. and thank you. And we'll we'll come out there and get that get that fixed up for you. Okay, get another right. one. Give us another. Oh. Here, I'll just do this. I can do it. Hey, let's let's do a little quick quick little segue here. I'll let you get that set up. Hold on. Okay, so I turn we got a little bit. Hold on. Should I turn this off or should I play it? Let's raise a toast The ghosts of the Barbary Coast As we swing a bottle Between our long stars To all of the gamblers The gold-seeking ramblers To the forest maze That follows the town Square. Men who will all 
take a plane or might grab myself a train. If I gotta walk, I'm going. Woo, it's the same down there. Kansas City child, here I come. I got on the phone. I got on the phone. Yeah. She's going to speak with anyone. I want you to come back with another. Put on the phone. So let's take that down. Okay. Let's say those that work getting together. We're doing what we do around here is doing more together than any of us could do on our own. Is that right, people? And uh, that's my role is to say that nobody goes away sad, no one goes away mad, everybody goes away glad to be able to do their thing and be part of the greater whole. Am I right? Do people understand that? Rainbow's here, but I'm working on it. Nobody's perfect, but it's always darkest before the dawn. But we have all the way here from from the, the from the from the Nevada desert. We have the Rainbow Madonna. Hey, Rainbow Madonna, are you still here? Yes, I am. Blessed. Oh, we hear you clearly and sharply. What's happening with you, and what's happening? What's your take on what's going on, sister? Well, I'm going to open by playing a song um, called I Love You Like the Mountains Love the Plains Like the Oceans Love Terrain, dedicated to the late Michael Bam Bam Hilgers and the Rainbow Family of Living Light, and then I'll give you an update. So here goes um, the song. Ready? Good. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. Like the mountains, love the flame. Like the ocean. No matter where you go, and no matter what you do, I'll be loving you. We are a family of living life, and together we can make it through the darkest night.
So glad you mentioned I'm dedicated to my brother. He's right here with me. But thanks for your mention. I'm telling my brother, Bam Bam, Bam yeah. Bam, who's gone. But now it's about three years he's been gone. But he lives with yeah. me, and I dedicate my. I'm dedicating the the show to my brother, Bam Bam, the Rainbow Family, the man who kept the beat going, kept the beat going. My drummer and a, <laughs> a drummer all the way to Santa Cruz and now beyond. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. We love you, Dave. Well, I love you, too. Love and let's go back to the blues. Hey, blues guy, give us another piece. One thing I can say about the blues, the great thing about the blues, no matter how bad you feel, uh, I listen to the blues and I feel better. For this, so this is my brother Bam Bam, who's now going to the sky, the spirit world, the other side of the camp. He hung himself, I have to say. So take it away, brother. Kind of things 
I can't stand a cheating woman and lying man. Don't you lie to me. I don't want it all. I just want me a little bit. I don't need much. Mama break me off a little bit. Just a little little bit. Just a teeny weeny bit of your love. Turn your last down low. Slip me a kiss. Play a, just a song without the music. Oh, okay. right. <laughs> I said, you know, when the sun come up, you know, I didn't have that girl by my side. <laughs> when the sun come up this morning. I didn't have that sweet thing by my side. I thought she's with me. You know she's out there with another guy. Don't the moon look so good? You know when it's setting down behind the tree. The moon look good <laughs> when it's sitting down behind the tree. <laughs> Don't your house look lonesome? You know when your baby's packing up to leave. <laughs> hey, when? Blow my baby on back to me. <laughs> 
for coming through. Welcome back anytime here at Mutiny Radio. Love to have the blues going on. Uh, and I, speaking of which, speaking of which, Dave, hang on a second. I just got a, I just got a text message from my mom, and she said that she loved the homage to Miles, Miles Davis. She saw him at the Black Hawk here in around 1961. Um, so uh, so thanks, Mom. I'm glad you were able to tune in finally. The, the, the website worked for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. My mom's kind of a musicologist. She's, she, she knows, uh, I mean, she, her, her musical uh, lo- love of music and, and knowledge of music spans uh, a century. Um, and, and she's, of course, not a century old. But, uh, but really happy. Um, so, uh, so, Richard, thanks for the Miles Davis uh tribute um let's play a little bit and then we'll, we'll get ourselves reorganized here because i think uh, rainbow and drift are going to get up there and get set up and we'll see w- what comes up next all right come in come in here and talk to me dave
I don't I won't leave you with choppy Miles Davis. I just can't do it. But Miles Davis, of course. Bitches brew. Um trends. <laughs> All right. Richard's gonna bring a copy in sometime soon. Thanks so much. And and yeah, if you haven't gotten a chance uh to check out what was happening this week, earlier this week on Tuesday, February second, which was Groundhog's Day. Um and but the city and county of San Francisco honored Diamond Dave. It was Diamond Dave Day, declared February second, twenty sixteen. Um and if you search on YouTube or if you're on Facebook with, with Dave, um, you can see him address the Board of Supervisors. And you, uh, John Avalos, Supervisor Avalos, read the declaration that we read here earlier. Um, thanks, Library Lady and Richard, for reading that proclamation. Um, my favorite part of it is, whereas Diamond Dave is fond of quoting himself, um, <laughs> but it's true. It continues to push that same message across uh, the messages and... Um, Definitely the the political bumblebee that uh, Calvin Welch uh, called you uh, the other day. But uh, check out, uh, Dave, I thought that your address at the Board of Supervisors was right on um, and uh, and you were keeping it, you were keeping it tight and uh, while touching on a lot of different things. This is spontaneous and blah, 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 blah. I was a little overwhelmed, but here I am. Good to hear that. Good to get some feedback, feedback. James, hear me, James. Hello, uh, Ryan, can you just... Well, this be the hive. Is a guitar coming through? Okay, hello, folks. My name is James Conrad, and I have my book here. Uh, I see some people in the audience. Uh, you and radio, you can't see it, but if you go on Amazon, you'll be able to find it. And this is Zordo Clean's House, a story of institutionalized racism, betrayal, revenge, and murder. And... Picking up where we left off is episode 54 of Zordo Clean's House. Zordo spent the weekend at Casey's apartment where he slept on the couch. On Sunday evening, Casey drove him back to San Jose. As they cruised along Highway 17, navigating the winding hills, Casey kept one hand on the wheel while he reached over and jiggled the tuning dial on the radio every now and again to get a clearer signal. All of a sudden, tuning to a news program, he caught an update on the fire in which his stepfather had perished. Officials from the San Jose Fire Department have concluded that the house fire that took place at 23 Lansford Avenue early Friday morning claiming the life of Gregory Keene was accidental and not a result of foul play. Casey smiled, releasing a sigh of relief. Looks like we're in the clear, huh? He took an Altoids tin out of his pocket and opened it, revealing a joint. After lighting up and taking a few puffs, he passed Desordo, who had been using cannabis to treat the nausea resulting from his chemotherapy. We're not done yet, though, said Zordo, tingling with vengeful determination as he took a long drag, holding it in for several seconds and then exhaled with relief as the pain in his side began to diminish. Okay, said Casey. I want that Nazi pig who busted me, said Zordo, his voice a soft, raspy, indignant growl. The prosecutor and that fucking Judge Connors. They robbed me of the best part of my life. They all deserve to die and go to hell. Casey kept driving, keeping his eyes on the road. If only there was a way I could find them and kill them without getting caught, said Zordo, taking another quick hit and passing the joint back to Casey. It's not hard to find people these days, said Casey, before taking a couple tiny puffs. 
Almost everybody is on Facebook or plugged into some kind of social media platform, and they give live updates of every place they go and every fucking thing they do every waking hour. Really, said Zordo. Oh yeah, said Casey, taking another poke at the joint and handing it back to Zordo. Failing that, if you have the right computer software, you can track just about anybody you want. Hmm, said Zordo with a frown as he took another puff, held it in, and then let it out with a long, slow breath. I'll be damned. He turned to Casey. You know where to get that software, man? Casey grinned and let out a quiet laugh. Zordo, he said, I work with computers. That is what I do. True, true. But they probably have cameras and alarm systems at their homes and shit, don't they? And if we try to get them in a neutral location, there's still going to be cameras. We'll get caught. I can hack just about any security system, said Casey, as Zordo handed him the joint. Residential or commercial. What about the camera? That's the easiest part, said Casey, as he blew out a big cloud of smoke, coughing a little. Just jam the signal with a loop, huh? Here's how it works. You record a couple seconds of footage from the camera, loop it, and let it play back on the monitor. Casey took a couple more quick puffs and gave Zordo the joint. That way, the monitor just shows a video of the space where the camera lens is pointing, but nobody sees you on the monitor, so they can't prove you were there. With a thoughtful frown, Zordo took a hit and nodded his head. Hmm. It's easy. Most security systems are hooked up to the internet nowadays, so all you gotta do is find a way to break the code. Okay, said Zordo. Okay. But we also gotta do the deed without getting caught. That won't be that hard, said Casey. There are all kinds of deadly traps you can set, like car bombs and shit. Plus, you can get the instructions off the internet. Anyway, we just got one down so far, didn't we? Zordo grinned, feeling confident and reassured. Yeah, I guess we did, didn't we, huh? Don't worry, man, said Casey with a sly grin as Zordo handed the joint back to him. We'll figure it all out. Thanks very much, folks, and tune in next week, same time frame thereabout, same mutiny channel for Zerto Clean's House. Give it up to my, for my good friend Rivo on guitar. And by the way, if you are interested in uh, helping Mutiny Radio uh, keep up its uh, excellent programming, I just would like to let you know that we depend very much on support from the general public and from listeners like yourself. So if you'd like to donate to Mutiny Radio, uh, just send a check or money order uh, for a dollar or more to and make it out to Mutiny Radio. And the address is Mutiny Radio, 2781 uh, 21st Street, San Francisco, California, 94110. Thank you very much. I'm James Conrad. Give it up one more time for Rivo. And back to you, Diamond Dave. Hey, thanks, James Conrad. And thanks, Rivo, for playing. Buy this guy's book. <laughs> yeah, oh. Zerto Cleans House. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's ironic because the way Zerto Cleans House is really dirty. Uh, <laughs> so, but, uh, but appreciate you coming through every week to read an episode or, or two. Um, of uh of your of your novel um go buy the book on amazon and uh i know that there was it 77 episodes is that what it, 77 so that was episode 54 my I, i'm wondering if like after you read after you read uh 77 if it's gonna if you're gonna like you know like dissipate in like a like a whip of smoke or something like after the book is done some sort of magic trick <laughs> 
Right on, right on. Well, wishing you the best. Thanks for reading. Uh, thanks for playing, Rivo. Um, wow. Yeah, Dave. Hey, Rainbow is setting up. He's going to take us out. Here be, uh, we're going to have a special, a special guest next week, uh, George. And I, we don't, we got a, uh, yeah, George, are you on the line? Are you there? I'm here. I'm here, Dave. Wonderful. Welcome to the show. Um, we, you. Yeah, we just got the message from you last night. So you're out there in, in New York, uh, at a university out there? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm at, uh, usually I'm in, I'm in uh, New York, around the New York City area, City University of New York. Uh, this year I'm out in western New York, up near Buffalo, uh, for the year just doing some writing and doing some community work here. Oh, beautiful. Now we got this text late at night. I'm, I'm up uh, listening to the BBC, contemplating the day, contemplating what's going to come, uh, contemplating what should, what, should, what should we do around the Super Bowl, and I look at my laptop, and here comes a message from you, uh, directed to the Common Thread Collective. Val, I think you got one, too. I did. I saw it. And uh, saying that uh, how you found us, I don't know. But coming to say you're going to come to town for a week, and you're doing some writing about what you call the poetry community. Is that right? Yes, I'm, uh, I, I found you through the power of the internet. So, my goodness, God bless the internet. I suppose the, the <laughs> internet and the internet, because it's a really good choice. Because I've been about this for years. Val's a poet, hey Val. Uh, many poets come through here, spoken word, guitar players, and so we have that lineage. We got the what I call history, herstory, and hipstery as the connections. She'll be coming to town. What is your concept of community and poets? Why don't you tell us a bit? Okay, well, I am traveling around the U.S. and talking to people in different communities of poets, uh, focusing on a few areas in particular, one of them being the Bay Area, one of them being New Orleans, one of them being Erie, Pennsylvania, and uh, one of them being New York, greater New York area, with a few other areas thrown in. And uh, I'm really starting off with the question of why poetry is so expansive and so popular and so ubiquitous today in, in America when um, it is sort of a an axiom that nobody reads poetry and, you know, many times poetry has been declared dead, but yet we find ourselves with a reading every, you know, five miles or a, or a show like this or a, or a slam or a spoken word event or a book launch. So uh, this is a project about the vitality and it's a project about the um, viability of poetry and poetry communities as kind of a um, alternative to the mainstream culture that we are fed in so many ways by corporations and government. And a corporation and government is a good one because the same people are also the ones who say that politics is dead. And yet we yep. can see it happening everywhere. Tomorrow there's going to be, I don't march anymore, but there's going to be, a, we soul, we dance, we stroll, we saunter, we play music, we, uh, we, uh, we, uh, we do, we, we do poetry, we do it in a poetic way, all the way down to the, the, now that the Super Bowl is here and they have Super Bowl City, and I just heard on NPR that this is the most pleased event in history. 
and but we're going to be dancing around playing music and i think there's connection between the grassroots politics which were, what was the book that we just had today if we win yeah when we fight we win if we fight we new, win out by the new press if we love we win if we get together we win so it's about this so you're about a trail and as a poet going myself going back to the beach generation to the 50s knowing kerouac and cassidy and ginsburg and burroughs and all of them i can see what you're talking about poetry and it's, i can see how poetry is connected with activism and in fact connected with all that we do so i'm so glad you're coming speak to me brother well i i think it's great that that's going on there this weekend and uh, i would add to that when we think we win and uh poetry is if nothing else is about thinking and the way we communicate our thoughts so it's a very important element of um saving ourselves and making sure we have the best society we can so so um, that's that's what i'm there to do i'm there to ask a lot of questions though and so i hope that uh people will be willing to talk with me poets and others on the scene will be willing to talk sit down for an hour share some thoughts about uh, these issues about poetry about their sense of community and um, be a part of this project, which is called Virtue at the Coffee House. Well, we'll start, we're going to start the Virtuous, is that? Virtue at the Coffee House? Virtue at the Coffee House. Virtue. Nice. Well, we're going to start at the coffee title. shop. We're going to start at the coffee house, which in our case is a Bohemian, a Bohemian enclave called the Revolution Cafe. Right there in the Mission District. Yeah. And uh, well, I think you and I are going to connect at noon there, is that right? That's right. At noon there, and people will want to come. It's an inside-outside cafe, so I think it's going to be a beautiful day. Uh, spring is definitely here. It's uh, spring is here, and we can say, and people are welcome to join us. If you got any questions, we might have some answers. If we have any, uh, and if you have any, uh, if we have any answers, we might have some questions. Then we're going to come right over here to uh, Mutiny Radio, and we can uh, take it and put it on the air around the planet, and be uh, be doing the same thing. Do you hear me, brother? How's that sound to you? That sounds beautiful. Okay, beautiful. so and I think that we got a lot of listeners. Yeah. So if you guys want to. Anybody out there who wants to participate, uh, this is what's going to happen. And I'd love the Virtuous Coffee House. we got a number of coffee here, and I've had in the past. I, I will talk about that. Hipst I call it history. They have, his they have history. You read that in the... Uh, in the, in, the, in the libraries, in the history books. Herstory comes out of the women's movement of the, of the 70s, but what I'm talking about is hipstery, which is the uh, pretty well unknown connections, 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 and we talk about that in poetry in San Francisco, going back to the Barbar, going back to Beats in North Beach, and, uh, and George, we had that before. But anyway, do you have a poem you could uh, you could you could uh, share, you could we could hear and rainbow is set up yeah go ahead brother I do and I'm I'm fresh off hosting a little poetry event here so I'm uh, hopefully I can put this over as well as some of the people here in this little town do um, this is a poem that that uh, was taken up today by a little journal so I'll, I'll in honor of that I'll read it and uh, it's a poem based on some experience in South America and it's a poem about loss so it's called the uh, Bolivian Orphanage. Late in the day, the winter streets wrap python arms around the rain's legs as it kicks soft doors the mountains keep shut. The orphans hang from bars true as condor shadows. My companion sees her eyeless face in chicken-wired glass. 
Ten years down, I shiver in her tears, filling the riverbeds where mothers die in shame. The nuns sweep in like thunderheads, booming catechisms in nameless dusk. I bear her secrets across arroyos. Neither of us knows this, but the orphans are promises we'll never learn to make. A girl of eight sobs at the end of her tether. A balloon let go, we watch grow smaller in the sky. If we could only soar to catch the string. We are told to sit on chairs set down as rafts to watch the drowning disappear. If I could reach her. I know her arms hang limp as corpses of a lie she drags up slopes by twilight. I know this now. I couldn't translate then. Our lack of Spanish kept our breath one cloud as orphans' wails wrung garments of air woven from marrow and laundered in brine. If I had known, I would have stripped us both naked as boys in corners matted our hair with sables. The playground exit was shut to penance. In each other's eyes, we planted crosses of ice and snow-capped mountaintops. We clung to them so winter would forget. Behind us, orphans shrieked their solitary gales. Wow. Power- hey, powerful. Hey, and, brother. And I, I think that's some of the power behind poetry that you were talking about earlier. I mean, the fact that, you know, we, we, we find ways to uh, connect um, through poetry because there's, you know, with poetry, you're not, it's, it it just it it gives like a a gift, um, and everybody reads it a little bit differently. But it it just takes you know these these fewer amount of words and and leaving the leaving the blanks to be filled in um, that really has so much impact. And we're really looking forward to having you here Hell next yeah. week. Um, next week and uh, connecting all these dots. And it's such a great project. And like Dave said earlier, it's it's similar to. We're talking to the authors of this new book, When We Fight, We Win, um, put out by the New Press, um, where it's 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 showing all the interconnectedness and the lessons that various social movements have been learning uh, from each other. And I so remember. it just seems like we're we're just weaving the common thread, Dave. We're we're fighting one another. It's one struggle, many fronts, transcending, and the and our, our various journeys are in life are connecting, and we have this we have this media now. We're, 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 as soon as this is over, the podcast will go on and people can listen and they do download. They're listening live, downloading all over the planet, wherever there's an internet, as you say. There's an internet and an internet, and I guess poetry at this kind of way is kind of connection. So looking forward to it, brother. And uh, Beautiful poem. I'll see you at Thank noon you, at the Revolution Cafe. And uh, stay aboard because here's our brother, Rainbow. Rainbow, you guys ready? Oh, yeah. If you hang on, you'll hear, uh, yeah, you'll hear you, some, uh, some you'll of the live. Music, you might, be rainbow yeah, FM. great and thanks to the both of you look forward to witnessing those connections all, all right good. All very cool very cool it's all coming together all right and speaking of we we've got rainbow and drift out there ready to play and i'm going to come out there and try to turn on some lights too ready to go just stay the word okay here it goes i'm rainbow this is drift and this is a song called uh, Here Comes Johnny Law. Yeah. 
Standing on the edge of the night And just waiting for the daylight I try not to let my love slip away And get in the light of day Can anybody tell me true? Just what that poor boy ever do? He got caught smoking a
Thank you so much. So real. Smoking so it. Another one. So, no, uh, we'll, yeah, we yeah got, we'll get. We'll, get, we'll, we'll hang on just a second, out, and then we'll. Then hang we'll, on. Yeah. Because we got what do you call it? A uh, shameless. What do you call it? A shameless plug. A shameless plug. Dog that you're going to take us out. Stay yeah, where we are. Stay tuned. Rainbow hey, uh, and Drift. Hey, what's up? Give us your what's plug. What's going brother. on, Dad? Well, first of all, I just want to congratulate you again. You know, people have been congratulating you probably all all day and all for yesterday what? for for being you, man. For you being the pioneer, the pioneer that you are. I just had to say that as a native of, of San Francisco, okay. And so, uh, but no, I want everybody to come down to uh, UC Berkeley Stevens Hall. I got some art up there finally, Pretty hanging good. in the Ethnic Studies Library, and they've been very, very very gracious to uh, provide a really nice space. It's oh. a, uh, I had never been there. I had just heard stories about the Ethnic Studies Library. Just a fine, fine building. Oh. And that's going to be up there <clears throat> for a month. Oh, beautiful. And so, you know, I'll keep you posted uh, here well, and there because we want to include everybody here. And yeah, I like to maybe get bring, do some poetry and, you know, because that's oh, all part of what well, we, we do. The more the more that we begin, we keep expanding our base of human beings and realizing what we have in common. Oh yeah. Not separating of our differences, but coming mm -hmm. together. That's what the common thread is about. Yeah, and you know, I, I wanted to say that I'm really thoroughly enjoying the art that you have on the walls here. Yeah. And uh, this individual here is a, um, a cyclone in the making. Oh know, yeah, this I think you know as far as the subject and the and the and they're really 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 well down. So folks, you know, definitely. Get a chance to come down to Mutiny Radio and uh, look at this really fine um, people's art. And his is show, what we have here. Yeah, the 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 labor uh, heroes of the labor movement. Right. Yeah. So the the artist is is Joss Sanchez, and and uh, the DJ here, the B who runs Labor and Love, uh, he's the one who's written up all of these um, oh, the synopses. The, yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah. they they actually have the little cards, little little uh, little. Yeah, they have little like cards, like trading cards, but mm -hmm. the posters here are really amazing. Thanks for reminding us. Yeah, they, they look like they could be a nice uh, trading card uh, deck. Yeah, uh, they've got them. Uh, oh, they've, is they've, that right? Yeah, oh, they started, they made the the cards first, and then I guess they decided ah, to expand and, and put up these really cool uh, posters. So, yeah, come down to and Mutiny Radio and check that out. But your show at, at uh, UC Berkeley is up until when? 
Uh, it runs for a month. It'll run into March. I'm not sure exactly what the date, but we hope to have some music and, you know, some kind of uh, uh, extracurricular fun. Cool. Oh, some yeah. event well, going no, on. Stevens the, Hall in the Ethnic Studies Library. Nice. But anyway, the, uh, the Labor Show, Labor and Love, is 10, 10 to 12 noon to every Saturday. That's tomorrow right here. So come by, check out the show. Uh, check yeah. out the show and connect with him. Right, and, and the labor Rainbow. history art. I, I want to say one more thing, oh, Val. Yeah, Dave. Val. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to be Monday, uh, tomorrow at 1 o'clock. I'm going to be down at the uh, Civic Center. We're going to be getting together. So I'm not marching anymore, but we'll be dancing. We'll be strolling. We'll be sauntering. We'll be uh, the the, uh, the the Liberation Bass Band will be there right down towards uh, Super Bowl Town. Oh, oh, because we heard I heard at NPR. You know, they said that this is the most placed. More cops are here than any event in recent history. From several counties. Many counties. Yeah, right. and bringing them in and arming them to the hilt. So we're going to go down and fill the love. We're going to go down <laughs> with our poetry, with our music, the marching band, marching band. So I want everybody to come and join us. We're going to start uh, at, uh, at, you, at we're going to Civic, start at Center. Civic Center, 1 o'clock, One o'clock tomorrow. tomorrow. Come on through, you people. Okay. Bring your bikes, yeah. bring your music, bring yourself. We're going to be centered down with an element of love and understanding and humor. We'll be laughing at... The, as we're right in the midst of all these cops, we're going to take it That's towards right. uh, Buena because there's a good, great, great, and we're going to have music and poetry there and just hang out. Maybe we'll get there at 420. Hey, you never know. And that's part of a, uh, just a quick, couple quick announcements before we go back to Rainbow and Drift to take us out with a song. Um, thank you so much to our guests today who, who are here and called in, um, the author of When We Fight, We Win, and they're on the 21st Century Social Movements and the Activists That Are Transforming Our World. They're on a book tour. They'll, they'll be here tonight, or they'll be in, they're in Corte Madera tonight at Book Passage at 7 p.m., and then um, they'll be here in San Francisco on Tuesday the 9th at Green Apple Books, Books on the Park. That's the new Green Apple, which is on 9th, 9th Avenue in the Inner Sunset, not the one on Clement in the Richmond, and that's going to be Tuesday, February 9th at 7.30 p.m. Um, I want to thank my guests earlier uh, for Women's Magazine. I spoke to Betty Ann Bovine, who's the executive director of the Bay Area Anti-Trafficking Coalition, uh, highlighting uh, the, the, the big, huge human rights issue of human trafficking, um, uh, moving people along by force and, and uh, fraud and coercion. Um, so if you want to hear that uh, infor- it was a really informative conversation we had earlier. You can uh, tune in, download Women's Magazine uh, with Global Val uh, from MutinyRadio.fm for today, which is February 5th. Um, thanks to everybody. It's been a real beautiful show. Uh, it's been a great week here celebrating Diamond Dave in the city. Um, glad something right's happening at City Hall. And uh, we're looking forward to a lot more good things happening. So thanks for tuning in to Common Thread Collective. I'm Global Val, Diamond Dave. You are a San Francisco legend, living legend. And we're, we're all uh, happy to be here with you every Friday at Mutiny Radio. Come down and join us 3 to 6. Uh, Rainbow and Drift, we'd love it if you play us a song. And that, that'll be a wrap-up, folks. And then uh, getting into uh, the, the next shows coming up this evening. So, uh, Rainbow, go for it. All right. Thanks for letting us play.
color blue And I'm falling in love with you But concrete walls are tumbling down And I feel The almighty power To let me live and flower Through heaven's doors If only I could be that pure To wake up in your loving arms In a world that is relatively My love 
in my head and reeling in pain when I breathe I I don't become insane no I don't wanna be Thank you. Hey, I just want to put in a plug, if you don't mind. Uh, there's going to be a free art show at the Milk Bar tomorrow afternoon uh, at the corner of Stanyan and Haight Street from about 2 o'clock to 5 or 6 o'clock. And uh, there's going to be pretty some pretty nice art to check out, So and it's free. Uh, so anyway... Right on, Rainbow. Thank you so much. Coming up here is the, the happy hour on Mutiny Radio. So if you're a, an aspiring comedian or you just want to come and hang out and laugh or, you know, whatever heckle, I don't know. Um, that's what's happening next up here at Mutiny Radio. Every night there's tons of stuff going on Friday night. Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse coming up later this evening, of course, and uh, all sorts of good things. So thanks for tuning in. Right there, it's time for the happy hour here at Mutiny Radio. 